What's the good news, Misfits? It's me, Jamar, The Money Misfit. Just want to come to you real quick, let you know that today we're going to do a rebroadcast. We're on vacation or taking a month of December off. We like to sit back and reflect and plan, strategize, and enjoy the holidays, the kids out of school and all that good stuff. So today we're going to do a rebroadcast, what we like to call the re-up of episode number 31, uh, Gotcha Bills. This is one of our Probably one of my funnest episodes, and I think we got a lot of feedback. It's lighthearted, but also informative and very useful. It also comes with a download that you can uh, get in the original show notes, and I'll put a link to all that good stuff. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to give you that heads up. We'll be doing rebroadcasts or re-ups for the month of December. They'll come out on Mondays just so you can keep with your regular routine, and then we will start up again in January. I believe it's January 2nd, which is the first Monday of the New Year's with the brand new season three. So in the meantime, if you have not, head over to yourmoneyright.com, become a misfit, or if that's too much of a commitment for you, start off with our jumpstart. It's a five-part email course. I'll send you an email every day for five days, how to jumpstart to get your money right. Some of my quickest tips to get you some quick wins and some focus points for you to get yourself started if you're interested and getting your money right and all that good stuff. But anyway, head over to yourmoneyright.com and you'll find all that stuff on the website. Until then, enjoy Gotcha Bills. You just clicked in to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. This is episode number 31 How to not get got by gotcha bills. Let's get What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast. The podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show was designed to change just that. I'm your host, The Money Misfit, Jamar Dupas. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. I really do appreciate you being here. This is episode number 31. We're going to talk about gotcha bills. <laughs> and these are those things that sneak up on us, right? These are those little bills that we somehow forget about. These are those little bills that cause the overdraft fees, the little relationship and money fights and stuff like that. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what those are and then how we handle them so you don't get got, right? <laughs> So if this is your first time listening, thank you, welcome, welcome, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm not sure how you found us here, but I do appreciate you. Again, my name is Jamar Dupas, I'm the Money Misfit. I am not a financial expert, I do not sell any insurances or any type of financial products. I'm just a dad and a husband, a firefighter who lives a pretty decent life off of a single income. My wife stays at home, she runs the house uh, oh so well, we call her our CHO, our Chief Home Officer, and... We began and we started this podcast because 
we begin having a few friends ask us questions about how we do things. How are we able to own a home and cars and, and vacate and do, do the things we do on one income? And we figured we should tell the world about this, right? We should share the world, our system, and how we actually handle, handle money and do things. So that's how this podcast came about. And we just like to talk about money as it relates to real life because we are ambitious people and we don't really, at least I don't, I don't ever believe anything that I really hear on the news that are, or that comes out of the mouths of big banks and broke people. So that's what this show was all about. So if you like it, please consider subscribing to the show. Uh, we would appreciate that. That way you never miss another episode and it comes right back to your favorite podcast player. If you're on the iPhones, you do that through the podcast player or you can use Stitcher or Google Play or wherever else you can find us. Uh, you can subscribe to the show and make sure you never miss an episode. You can also subscribe on our website by email over at yourmoneyright.com. That's yourmoneyright.com. And consider becoming a member. We call it the Misfits, right? Uh, it's an organization or it's a membership site that we're building. Our dream is to build an organization or a group of people that are committed to one another, committed to the cause of being able to get our money right and control where our money is going and know where it's at and just find that peace, that financial ease is what we like to call it. So if you're interested in that or want to see how we do things a little bit more, head over to our website. That's yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. And today, before we get into the meat and potatoes, I want to start with a review. This review is a lovely, lovely review, and I really appreciate it. And I appreciate all reviews, and I'll show you how to get a review or leave a review here in a moment. You just don't know how much it really helps the show. This one is from uh, Jay-Z77024. It states, love, 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 thank you, thank you, your podcast. Uh, I have become a regular listener of your podcast. Thank you so much for providing such intimate information about your private family life in order for others to benefit from your learnings. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Jay-Z77024. That sounds like a Houston zip code, so I assume that you're here in H-Town. So I appreciate the, I appreciate the love. I really do. Uh, and like I said, those reviews and those ratings and the subscriptions to the show really helps us. So if you would be so kind as to take a moment of your time and leave a review for us, we would really, really appreciate that. It's real simple to do. One way to do it, if you head over to yourmoneyright.com and do a forward slash review, it'll take you straight to the review section in iTunes. Or if you're in a podcast player, you can hit search, the little, you know, little magnifying glass there. Search, search for Get Your Money Right. You'll see the podcast pop up. Click on the podcast art and you'll see a little tab that says review. And you can leave a review right there inside of your phone. So I really would appreciate that if you guys could do that because that really helps us uh, in the ratings and it helps for you know iTunes to put us out and more people to find the show. So uh, with that being said, let's get into the quote of the day. You guys know me. I love quotes. I talked about why I love quotes last week, so I won't get into it. But today's quote, real simple, real short, is by Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins, is a he likes to call himself a peak performance strategist, right? Uh, many of you guys know him as a motivational speaker. You've seen him in a few movies. But anyway, he has a quote, real short, three words long, and it's really powerful. And it states, anticipation is power. I'll say it again. Anticipation is power. And the reason why I like this quote, and the reason why I chose it to today, because we're going to talk about 
some things that I help you anticipate. And, and one of the beautiful things about anticipation is if you know what's coming, if you can see your enemy's next move, if you can know, if you've been somewhere and you know that there's a curve and that curve, you need to slow down so you can take the curve properly, it helps. It makes things so much better, right? So if I'm playing against somebody, I'm hooping against somebody, and I know he only has one move. He has a crossover and he's going to his right. I know he's going to do the crossover and go to his right. I can get ready for that and defend him every single time. And that's why I believe this quote is powerful because uh, if you can anticipate, (laughs) right, what's coming, it is powerful. That's why it's so short, so sweet, and it's, it's a little quote that I live by and I think about a lot, and I'm always looking down the road uh, and uh, trying to anticipate what's coming so I can be prepared for it. And this show is going to talk about, or at least reveal, uh, some tips and tricks on how you can anticipate things that uh, can sometimes throw us off in our financial life. So with that being said, let's get on with the show. Right. So gotcha bills. We're going to talk about it in a couple of different ways, right? We're going to explain what gotcha bills are. I'm going to give you a list of gotcha bills. Now, I'm only going to give you a list of a few, right? Uh, Maybe 10 or so. Uh, But I've actually compiled a list of over 50, I think 57, 58 or something like that. And that list will probably continue to grow. And this is a basic list. And what I'll do is I'll put it in the show notes for you. Uh, You can uh, find the show notes if you just click on the podcast description in the podcast player. Or if you head over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash EP31. Those of you who normally listen, you know how to do that. But uh, if you just click on the details, uh, view the details in the podcast player, you'll be able to see the links to the, the show notes and all that good stuff. But I will create a, uh, a list of all of these things. And what, how you can use it is you can print it out. And next time you're sitting with your boo or, or you're looking over your, your, your finances and stuff like that, you want to kind of plan for things that's coming on down the road. Uh, this will help you. This, you can use it as a reference, right? You can use it as a reference. And I want to make sure that I give you guys some tools and stuff like that. It'll be very similar to the tools that I gave, the edu- the free education tool that I gave a few episodes back. Um, so those of you who are on the, miss and th- on the list and those of you who are misfits, you know all about it. But anyway, so I'm only going to give you a handful today because if not, the show would go on for probably about six hours. Well, maybe not six hours, but you know what I mean. So so we're going to talk about that. What is a gotcha bill? We're going to go over a few gotcha bills. Then we're going to talk a little bit about how uh, me and the missus, how we handle those gotcha bills. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. All right, let's get on into it. So what is a gotcha bill, right? <laughs> it's one of those bills that's like, I gotcha, right? It's those bills that just pop up on you. And a lot of times they're not very big. They're not very expensive, but they just catch you off guard, right? It's those bills that, especially if you were like me, living kind of on the edge and you're spending the bills all the way down to like a dollar or zero in the bank account, that one little thing can throw you off. It's that check that you write that you forgot about. It's that car registration that was coming up that just threw you all off, right? Those are what I consider gotcha bills. And today I'm going to share with some gotcha bills, really the most common gotcha bills and some of the ones that are probably hit you the hardest and maybe some of the ones that we forget about the most. So that's what I'm going to do. And that's how I kind of went through and picked a few that I'm going to talk about today. So that's basically what a gotcha bill is. It's one of those bills that you just wasn't ready for, that you just forgot about, and that we never plan about, we never budget about, and they only come around maybe every once a year, maybe every few months, 
or stuff like that, right? So those are the things. So there's things that we really handle every single month. We, we pretty much got a decent handle on, right? We know, at least we know it's coming. We may not be able to pay it, but we know it's coming. It's those things that we don't see coming. It's those things that change that are variable on us that, that really gets us. So the first one we want to talk about today uh, is for the homeowners <laughs> is property taxes. That's right. Property taxes. So property taxes come around once a year, usually at the beginning of the year. And it's usually a really fat check, right? That you got to write. Now, not everybody writes a property tax check, right? So a lot of people escrow their property taxes. We are one of those. Now we're getting ready to get out of it because we're going to refinance our house and we're going to get rid of it. And the reason why we're going to get rid of it is because the real reason why I decided to share the property tax deal is because if you are like us and you live in one of those neighborhoods that property taxes tend to rise, something happens when your property taxes or when the value of your home goes up. Your property taxes go up. That's right. Your property taxes go up. So if, if the home values go up and your property taxes go up, you owe more money on your property taxes. So if you escrow and you've been through this, you know what happens. For those of you who don't own a home yet or has not had this happen to you yet, here's a little here's a little heads up. If you escrow, what happens is the mortgage or the company that you're you're escrowing through that's collecting your escrow payments, they're just trying they're collecting enough money as, that they is enough money so they can pay your taxes, right? If your taxes go up and let's say your taxes was a thousand dollars last year and just for you know illustration purposes and now your taxes or are two thousand dollars this year well what you were paying last year into the escrow is going to need to go up because you need to be able to cover that two thousand dollars so what happens is your your mortgage payment or the check that you write to the mortgage company every month goes up now your actual loan your actual principal and interest don't go up but if you escrow the taxes part of it, it increases. So a lot of times that catches you off guard. It caught us off guard this year. Our property taxes went up so much. It was ridiculous. Uh, And we end up actually, I think it ended up costing us an extra like $130 a month or something like that uh, in our monthly payment for our escrow and everything. Now that caught us off guard. It was like, gotcha. (laughs) Luckily, we don't live on the edge anymore. So we're able to absorb that. But uh, before, maybe a few years back, we wouldn't have been able to do that. We would, or I mean, we would have been able to do it, but it would have hurt us, right? We had to give up something because $130 in a single month, that's a lot of money. That's significant amount of money. Uh, I could do a whole lot with $130 a month, right? But that got us because we, we, we were not ready for it. Nobody had ever told us about it. I didn't even think about it. So that's why I want to talk to you about that today. So if you own a home and or if you don't own a home yet, these are some things you want to think about uh, when you do purchase a home. You don't have to really worry about when you're renting. Um, so if you want, are one of those people that are renting and people are giving you a hard time about rent, let me tell you, look, do you, okay? When you're ready to buy a house, you buy a house, do all your homework, do all your research. I'm going to try to do as much as I can to give you a heads up about what it is as home ownership, but don't let people discourage you. Do what you need to do when you're ready to do it and not a minute sooner. So that's the first gotcha bill. Now, along those same lines, let me mention this. If your home values go up, right, because your house is worth more, your taxes also go up. But guess what else goes up? That's right. Your homeowner's insurance, right? Because if you own a house that's $200,000, your homeowner insurance is like, well, you need to at least insure it for $200,000. 
turn around. Now you got a house that's increased in value. You have a $250,000 home. Well, your insurance premiums were geared towards that $200,000 house, not a $250,000 house. So you're going to get a call or email or a letter from your insurance company and say, hey, your house is worth a little bit more than what we thought before. It's not worth $200,000. It's worth $250,000. So we're going to have to increase that which we are insuring on your home. So your new premium is going to be worth or going to, it's going to be calculated accordingly. So guess what? If your home values go up, your, premium, your insurance premium is going to go up. So that's something to think about, right? That's another gotcha bill. Uh, one gotcha bill that uh, happens, not a lot, but it happens, right? If it doesn't happen to you every year or every few years, at some point in your life is going to happen to you. And these are deductibles. Since we're talking about insurance, we just stick along those lines. But these are deductibles. Deductibles from your insurance company. It could be car insurance. It could be health insurance. It could be your homeowner's insurance if you got hail damage or a roof blew off or something like that. Deductibles are some of those things that we don't really plan for. We don't think about because we never really use them, right? Some people never use them in five to ten years, and and some people uh, they don't even go to the hospital or even go to the doctor because they don't want to pay a deductible, right? They avoid it at all costs uh, because it's something that we don't really use very often. So it's something that we don't necessarily think about. But that's one thing I want to put in your ear that deductibles because they can get big, right? Uh, not. Everybody has large deductibles. I personally have large deductibles because it saves me money. And we'll talk about that later. But uh, deductibles are one of those things. OK, here's another one. This is another one got us. Uh, and uh, I think it gets a lot of people because I think everybody has cable or Internet these days. Right. Uh, and this gotcha bill is after the cable and Internet contract has expired. Right. Prime example. We got our cable, uh, Internet and everything. We got the introductory price from Comcast. I think we're paying like $80 a month or something like that. It was all good, right? It was all good just a week ago. But anyway, it was all good. It was like, man, we're getting all these channels. We're getting the internet, super fast speed, blah, blah, blah. Forward, you know, fast forward, we got so used to paying this $80 plus taxes and stuff like that, which usually comes out to like $100 and something dollars. I don't even know how they calculate their taxes on these cable bills. But anyway, uh, and then like one day we get this bill and our bill from the cable is like, it went from $80 to $180. We was like, whoa, <laughs> what? Hold on, Doc. Hold on, Doc. Hold on, Doc. So we, you know, at the time, we didn't know no better. You know, we wasn't really respecting it, you know, but we wasn't ready for it. But we got to pay it, right? We want to keep your internet. You want to keep your cable. You got to pay it. So we ended up paying $180. That's $100 more than what we were expecting to pay. Gotcha. Right? So that's another thing. So if you're still in your contract period with your cable or internet company, think about that. Go back, think about when you first started, think about uh, that month and get prepared for it to increase. And what you can do is you can negotiate whenever that gets ready to uh, increase or if it does increase. Say, hey, look, now, I don't like this increase. Uh, we're going to bring that back down or I'm going to find somebody else. Now, some of y'all are in places where you can't find anybody else. Right. This is all you got. But you still got to call anyway and tell them you got to talk to them. You can't let them can't let them gouge you like that. If you don't say nothing, they're going to gouge you. Uh, but a lot of times you can call and you can get negotiated and maybe we'll do a, a, a show one day on how to negotiate and things that you can negotiate on because I love to negotiate on things because I love to save money. All right. Along those same lines, though, with the cable and uh, your Internet bills is also introductory credit card deals. Right. And these can come in different shapes and forms. 
So some credit card companies will give you a zero interest if you do like a credit transfer. Say you got some credit card uh, debt and you want to transfer it over to a credit card that has no interest introductory offer. Well, eventually that introductory offer is no longer introductory, right? It's like, okay, you, you done been in my house three times. You ain't a guest no more, right? You need to clean up your own dish. That's how the credit card company is going to treat you, right? But this also happens when you get a credit card or you get like an installment plan from, uh, let's say a company like a Best Buy, right? You buy a TV and they say no interest or maybe even furniture. They say no interest for 24 months. Here's a little sneaky thing about these clauses, right? You may have zero interest for 24 months but if you don't pay that couch or that tv or whatever off within those 24 months in that 25th month they go all the way back and charge you interest from the beginning gotcha now that's a real gotcha bill so be careful of that and just be mindful of that all right the next uh gotcha bill i mentioned it earlier but this is car registration right this this happens to me all the time. It's like, I, I know I got a car and I got, you know, I drive everywhere I go and I forget that I have to register the vehicle. Now, it's not a whole lot. It used to be only like $30, but nowadays it's like $80. And now I got a few cars and stuff like that. So these things catch us off guard every time. That's why we call them a gotcha bill. All right. The next one is vacation extras, right? So you saved up, you did well, right? You saved up for your vacation. You went on your vacation. You kind of estimated what you'll do for food and stuff like that. But then there's always those little extras that catch you, right? That maybe you put on a credit card or maybe you empty out your account or maybe you just be like, man, I I don't know what I'm going to do. But we found out about this. Our very first cruise, me and the wife went on, it was a little baby moon and uh, we went on a cruise and we went out, I think it was like Cozumel or something like that, but we were having a good old time. We, I mean, we had a great time. We were out there and you know, on the cruise, if you've never been on a cruise, they give you a little card like a little debit card, like a credit card. And all you do is you just swipe, (laughs) right? You want something to drink, you just swipe. Uh, And that's kind of like your little card for everything. You want to go on a little, um, you know, I forgot what they call it, but you know, you go to the island and you want to do some extra stuff, you can just swipe or pay for that. Sometimes they make you pay for extra. There's other cruises that they allow you to swipe. But anyway, so me and my wife, we were living up. We just swipe and swipe and swipe and drink here, drink there. You know, she was pregnant at the time. She wasn't like drinking alcohol or nothing like that. But we were having a good old time. Well, the, the last day of the crew come up and uh, we're getting ready. We're headed back to the land, getting ready to dock off. And we wake up that morning. We see this little piece of paper slid under our door and it was an invoice. And, you know, I'm I pick it up and I, you know, I I shake it off, you know, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, hmm, a <laughs> uh, uh, um, um, uh, um, this um. I don't I don't know about this. um, Oh, so they got us. Right. Because in order to get off that boat, you got to pay that invoice. So we was living it up, just swiping this little imaginary card. And at the end of it all, it came up to a whole lot more than we were expecting. Right. Because basically what that sheet of paper was, was an invoice invoice. They do the same thing when you go to hotels and stuff like that. You go to Vegas, you want to live it all up. You want to do your room service, especially if you want like your honeymoon and stuff like that. You know, you want to do it all up. You do the room service. You order this and order that. And they slip you that invoice. And it's like, oh, man, I didn't I didn't really think about that. But that's another one to be careful of is those vacation extras. Uh, Next on the list is entertaining guests. Right. Uh, We have a pretty decent uh, budget that we for the most part, we, we do real well with. And sometimes, even us, we forget 
when people come over, that that grocery uh, bucket uh, is going to be a little bit more because we like to cook uh, and prepare things for them. Um, Also, you know, down here in Texas, in Houston, it gets hot, right? So you get more people in your house in the summer, you got to keep that AC cranking. We're already running it all the time anyway, but you got to crank it up a little more. You got to put that mug on on Jack Frost because in the middle of the day, if you get behind in your AC, it ain't no catching up until nightfall. Everybody's sweating the rest of the day. But that costs you more money. There's more expenses when you're hosting people at your house. Uh, and especially if you got people that are out of town, because not only do you got to feed them a little bit more, but they all want to go to all the restaurants. And it's down in Houston, we got a restaurant at every corner, right? We got all types of food. And so people love to eat here. That's why we used to be like one of the fattest cities in the country or something like that. But anyway, and then you need food on your plate because this is Texas. The food on your plate is always overflowing. So you got to eat it. Uh, but that's one thing. Uh, entertaining guests that cost extra. Uh I know you know what this is. Student loans is the next one. Now, student loans are on here. It's not because we pay them every month, but student loans are on here because (laughs) I have to admit, you know me, I say we talk about money like it's everybody's business, right? And I let y'all in my business, right? Um, When it was time for me to pay back my student loans, I wasn't really feeling it, right? And a lot of my student loans, I deferred them suckers as long as legally possible because because I, I I wasn't ready right I just wasn't ready to pay him back um and so sometimes I would forget that hey I don't have any more forbearance I don't have any more deferment I can't <laughs> I can't be like I'm in a hardship anymore because I'm not in a hardship anymore uh so those are some things that you got to be careful of you got those student loans that are in deferment look one day they gonna come due so just because you think you can afford that car note you say oh i can afford this 500 dollars car note don't forget about that student loan that you've been deferring right that you've been forbearing you got to pay that bad boy on the other side of that too is if you if you are paying all your student loans you know you're paying all your student loans sometimes we get on these uh these income based payment plans where uh, they lower your payments, handle it in accordance it accordingly to according to your income. Well, sometimes we have we make more income, and if you made more income this year than you did last year, and you're on an income based repayment plan, guess what? Your your payments going to be a little bit more this year because you got to recalculate it every year or every few years. It depends whatever program that you're on. You have to recalculate that. So don't forget about that. Student loans those. Those can be real gotcha bills and, and they don't play on student loans. They'll come they'll come garnish your wages and stuff like that. So don't that's another way they get you and gotcha. So don't don't play with that. All right. And then let's see uh, kids extracurricular activities. Right. So and it's not necessarily extracurricular activities. You know, if your kids gonna play T-ball, you gonna play softball, they're gonna get in dance. It's not the fees that it costs to get in. It's like once the season is going. Right. They'd be like, well, we got to go here. Like, whoa, whoa, you ain't tell me that. Oh, we got to buy this extra jersey. Wait a minute. What? You got to buy this extra jersey. Oh, we're going to have this um, this fundraiser. We need to fundraise. Oh, well, I didn't know. I didn't know about the fundraiser before I signed up for this. I didn't know we had to go to Disney World for this. It's those things that get you. So it's not, you know, just the cost of play. I'm put my kid in football and they tell you, you got to buy his helmet. It's like, whoa, I didn't know. I thought y'all was going to cover the helmet. But no, it's those extra things with your kids, extra curriculum curricular activities that'll get you. So be careful on those. Over budget for your kids. Over budget for your kids. Over budget for your kids, especially for the extracurricular activities. All right. And then last but not least is going to be utilities. These are your, you know, your electric bill, your heating costs, your gas and things like that. 
I call these gotcha bills because these things are variable, right? Uh, for the most part, they kind of they kind of wash themselves. So if you if you if you have a, if you're in a cold climate that gets cold, your heating is expensive, but you usually don't get too hot in the summer to where you need to run your AC all the time, right? So us is a little bit different down here. We got to run our AC like eight nine months out of the year. And then our heating, maybe only two months out of the year. And we maybe get one month out of the year where you ain't got to run nothing. But we end up running anyway because we just, we like to be comfortable. So your utilities that ebb and flow, they go up and down. Your water bill, your electric bill, your heating bill. These things throw people off, especially in Houston in the summer. You can go from a, a, a $50 electric bill in December. And then when you get to July, they hit you with like a $250 <laughs> electric bill. So those are the things you got to be careful of and and uh, be mindful of. And then one one more thing, it's not on the list, but I talked about home buying and stuff like that earlier. Um, transactional costs, especially when you're buying big ticket items like a house, right? So say you want to buy a house, you want to buy a hundred thousand dollar house, you want to do like a ten percent down payment or. or 20% down payment or whatever. Let's say 10% down payment. You $10,000. You've, you've done the right thing and you saved up $10,000 for your down payment. Here's your problem with that. It takes a whole lot more than just a down payment to buy that house because there are inspection fees, there are lawyer fees, there are escrow fees, there are title fees, there are state fees, there's tax this, there's fees. They feed you to death, right? So, that's something to think about. Same thing with like cars and stuff like that. Watch these cats when they, what you want to do when you're buying a car is you settle on a price, a walk out the door price, right? You let you, you don't look, is this my final price? Okay. Don't let them tell you, okay, this car is only going to be 17,000. It's going to be 30,000. And then when you get your, when you sign a sales agreement, that 30,000 turned to $34,000 cause they got all these extra fees and stuff like that. No, 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 no. Make sure you, when you negotiate and you're negotiating for my out the door price, because they will tack on all kinds of other fees that they tell you that are mandatory. Or they tell you that these are, these are traditional fees or, or these, uh, these is what we, this is, these are fees that everybody charges. Like, I don't care if you charge everybody or not you're not going to charge me or if you are going to charge me you're going to slide it into that price that we already determined we're going to pay for it for so just think about those those are kind of little gotcha bills just wanted to add that in since it's on my mind so gotcha bills man we almost 30 minutes into this thing so um so how do you handle these gotcha bills what do you do so i'll tell you how we do it right um a lot of people try to budget Right, and I've talked about budgeting um, a little bit about budgeting. We'll have to do a show and some courses and, and a webinar on actually how to budget. Uh, but one of the the biggest problems people do when they try to budget is they try to have these budgets that they stick to. But I want to understand this: budgets are not meant to be stick to or stuck to. Right? They're not meant to be rigid. Right? Because life isn't rigid. Life is fluid. One of the reasons why people get so frustrated with budgets is because they can't stick to them. And that's why they can't stick to them, because these things like gotcha bills, right? Things that you're not expecting, things that that ebb and flow and that change in time, especially if you're living check to check. And and, uh, and I'm going to do a show on this, too. But basically, check to check is really 
if you are depending on your next check to pay bills within the next few weeks, then you're check to check. I don't care if you make $100,000 or $200,000 or $300,000 or only $300 a week, right? I don't care how much or how little you make. If you're depending on this month's check to pay this month's bills, you are living check to check. So the problem with that is you 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 are really at risk of being got by gotcha bills because you can't see ahead. You're trying to catch up. Right. Or at least trying to run neck and neck. There's that stress of living check to check. So one of the things that we do is we don't live check to check. We uh, we do everything a month in advance. Right. So the the paychecks that we have coming in this month, they just kind of sit and they are prepared for next month. So here we are. We are in September. Right. We're in September. So uh, I get paid every two weeks. I get two paychecks here in September. Right. Yeah, so as the paychecks are coming in, they just kind of go sit and they sit in the checking account. When October comes around, by that time, we have set up our bills to where the bills have come in. So we know what our variable bills are going to be that we need to pay in October. Right. So our electricity bills already come in. Our what will the water bill I, I, the city of Houston? I don't even. <sighs> anyway, I don't get started on city of Houston, but <laughs> everybody else, we've already worked it out. We we we've. You know, because a lot of places you can go, you can change your actual due date and stuff. Right. But anyway, but since we're a month ahead, we don't have to guess and try to figure out uh, what our bills are going to be. And we don't have to try to guess and figure out where the money is going to come from for those bills. Right. So if we have five thousand dollars to pay our bills for the month of August, that's all we got. So we don't uh, we don't have any guesswork. We literally have this is five thousand dollars or this is four thousand dollars. This is three thousand dollars or whatever it is. We know what we have to work with for that month of August. So there is none of that stress. Right. And then we just set our bills up and we pay them automatically. We don't even think about them. Um, and there is a such thing as decision fatigue. And I think I've mentioned this before. Anybody's ever planned a wedding or a big event. Ladies, I know, you know, what I'm talking about you get tired of just making decisions. A lot of people aren't good with their finances because they get tired of making decisions. Right. You got to make decisions every day. All right. I cannot afford this. And you're looking in your checking account every day. If you're checking your checking account to see if you can afford it, you're doing it wrong. OK. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll dig deep into that later on. But if you're checking your checking account to see if you can afford something, you're doing it wrong. This is how overdraft fees happen. This is how you forget about checks that you've written. This is how these fights and these arguments in the household happens, right? Because you're not thinking about those things because all you're doing is looking in your checking account, but your checking account does not tell you the things that you got coming down the road that hadn't been taken out yet, right? It's giving you a snapshot of what's happening right now. And then even in your checking account, a lot of times you have pending transactions that haven't closed yet. So you're playing with fire unless you just got a bunch of money in there, which we recommend that you do. Uh, but even if you do have a bunch of money that we recommend that you get ahead of your money and you tell your money where to do what to do instead of having your bills telling your money what to do, which is what most people do when they do check the check. So basically how we handle that is that's one way is we we stay ahead of head a month, one month ahead of everything. And we also we don't check our checking account to see if we can if we can afford things. We do. Uh, I told talked to you about before. We use a, a program called YNAB and I'll put the uh, the link to that in the show notes. Um, and it has a little app on our phone and a deal on a computer. We sit down and we kind of chit chat and we do a budgeting with my boo session. And maybe we should do that. If y'all are interested in that, let me know. I'm going to put a link to the comments of the show uh, in the description. So uh, come over there and let me know or shoot, shoot me an email, jamar at yourmoneyright.com. If you guys will be interested in watching or seeing how we do budgeting with my boo, 
maybe with something we can do together as like a community, we can kind of sit down, pick a day or two or out of the month. And then, you know, we kind of do our budgets together or whatnot. We don't like to call it budgeting. We like to call it a spending plan, but everybody still recognizes it at budgeting. Um, but what we'll probably end up doing before that though was teach you how to budget because so many people, uh, they do it wrong and we were doing it wrong for a long time too. So no worries about that. But anyway, what was I saying? Yeah. So that's basically how we handle. We stay ahead of it and we uh, we talk about what's going. We tell our money what to do and where to go. We're very fluid with uh, our monthly expenses and stuff like that. So those months that we do have some savings on the electric bill or something like that, we get to pick and choose what we want to do with that money. Right. We can put a little bit of extra money aside for what, you know, maybe a contingency fund or maybe we'll use an extra little fund money or whatnot. We call it our baller bucket. We like to go ball and all that good stuff. Um but that's what we do. And then we use the app uh, to assign all our dollars and we can see that as we go throughout our days, throughout the throughout the week. So we're not making financial decisions every single day. And if you can get the financial decisions out of your mind, you can use that freed up clarity and that, clear, that freed up space and that freed up stress to focus on the things that really matter to you the most. By being present with your kids, by being present with your husband, by being present with your wife, by being present with your family and really focusing on yourself, your health, uh, your goals, your dreams, your aspirations. Get those things done that you've been wanting to get done that you hadn't had a chance to get done because finances are really, really stressful to, to a lot of people. Some people, they just don't even deal with them and then they just end up, you know figuring out a way to deal with it later on. That's not all that help either, healthy either. You just can't stick your, your head in the sand and hope it'll go away. Financial problems don't go away. They they get better on purpose. So with that being said, that's all I got today, right? Hopefully that was helpful. Do you have any gotcha bills that you can think of that I didn't that I didn't mention today? I would love to hear that and we can add it on to our list, right? So head over to the comments in the show notes. I'll put a link to the show notes in the podcast description, or you can head over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash EP31. That's E as an echo, P as in Paul, three, one. And let us know. Let us know in the comments. Let us know if someone's got your bills you got. You also have a PDF you can download. Those of you who are already on the email list, I'll go ahead and send it out uh, when I send out the, the weekly email this week. Those who want that download, you can uh, join the Misfits and you'll get that. It'll be right there for you along with uh, with uh, our roadmap to mini roadmap to getting your money right mini course and we got uh, all our webinars are only exclusive to the to to the misfits so if you are interested in the webinars you are interested in the budgeting with my boo we're going to do another uh, score 750 webinar for those of you who've been asking about that so if you're not on the email list or if you're not a misfit uh, you won't be on that so make sure you go and do that so hopefully that was helpful if it was, consider sharing this out with somebody. Any, just think of one person. Just close your eyes. Think of one person, maybe two. Let's do three. Three people. Okay, one. All right. Just think of one person that you can think of that could benefit from what you heard today. If that's the person, share that out with them. Send them a text message. Say, hey, you need to listen to this episode. You need to listen to this. This really helped me. I think it'll help you. I think it'll help us. If you are married, and your spouse is not listening to the show, you want to get on the same page with your finances, both of y'all listen to the show. And it doesn't necessarily have to be together, right? You can you can listen on your way to your job. You can listen on the way to his job or whatever. But if you guys listen to this together, you'll get on, your, on, the, on the same page on your finances. I promise you that because that's how these things happen. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. I truly do appreciate you. I love you. 
and God bless. I said we're talking about